The following content includes 30% less titties. Just kidding. More like 50% more titties. Start the show. Be like that, man. Don't you know? scare me, <laughs> man. I mean, you you almost lost your entire listener base. Fan base. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. It ain't it ain't Team Oz without the titties. You know, for a, for an audio podcast, those titties are very important. Have become crucial in the brand. Like now, like now, people just send me random things that remind them of titties, which apparently reminds them of Oz. I don't know. Hey. Niggas plus information <laughs> plus alcohol equals opinions while black. You're black ass cheat sheet for the week and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I'm D Randall. Um, damn, I didn't have anything clever to say this week. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to say I am so glad that for us as we're recording this, it is the end of the week. Oh yes, uh, because fuck this entire week. Bruh. Bruh. Um, I, I do have to say I won't I won't say any names. I know a couple of you guys that I know listen to this. Uh, a few of my friends this week had some breakthroughs. They had some good aha moments. All right. And, uh, you know, that's that's all we can do. I, I know this is getting redundant, y'all, talking about mental health every damn week. Man, but, fuck that. We need each other, man. But this shit is important, man. I just, I just want to recognize right off the bat that a few friends of mine had uh, some good aha moments this week. And they are in much better places because of it. And, uh, you know, power friendship. Right on, man. Um, and now, and I'm all, and I'm always for a little positivity, mental health uh, related stuff, man. As far as I'm concerned, still can't taste a coke. The <laughs> so, um, that might be my last like inspirational moment for the rest of this, this broadcast. As, as far as I'm concerned, we as black people are under attack. Absolutely. So we have to find better. More, we have to find better ways to relate to each other. We have to find better ways to communicate with each other and be innovative in just how we relate to each other as a people as a community 100 percent um having said that on to the fuckery episode 57 58 58 god damn we getting up we getting up there man that's what i'm talking about <laughs> i love it getting up there in age um oh what's going down this week okay humans ain't shit Okay. Well, I had I had a humans ain't shit. Oh, I told you, but yeah, that's right. That's what I told you about on the way in. Okay, this is actually kind of a follow up to some shit I was talking about a few weeks ago mm. about people relating to black men by their size and their physical prowess. At my job, triggered this week, mad triggered, right? Um. In my job this week, I had in one day, this was actually yesterday, I had no less than three unrelated old white men walk up to me and say verbatim, each one, you're a big guy. You play football? My job 
is in no way related to my physical prowess. Mm-mm. Is in no way related to my size. Mm-mm. Is in no way related to football. Mm-mm. Nothing about this line of questioning about the potential conversation they wanted to have did anything to get them uh, the service they needed from me. Uh, so in my in, in my book, that's one of those conversations we just need not have. If you would have said, yes, I played football, where does the conversation go from there? Where does the conversation go? If I do play football, given what I do for a living, I must be the worst football player of all time. <laughs> that I have to supplement my income working where I work. Um. I went oh man, you know the the, the Texans could use you on offensive <laughs> line. What you doing here? Earning a living and not getting CTE. Right, exactly. Um, went to the Facebooks about this. Thought I'd just make a funny little personal white people must be stopped story. Honestly, I was going to talk about this and white people must be stopped, but black, black people do this too. So y'all ain't y'all ain't. I was gonna say black people do this too. So y'all ain't y'all y'all ain't off the hook. What they feed you? Uh, so um, most people understood. A few people did not. Sadly, they were other black people that apparently did not understand my disdain for the situation. Um, in particular, a guy, and he was like, "Well, well, um, people ask me if I played basketball." golf clap good for you wonderful incredible golf clap um first of all you don't understand what i'm going through because you're five nine mm. oh so for him it's At a privilege best. to someone say it's a privilege that somebody basketball. walked up to you and said you play basketball huh me oh you don't say you really think i play basketball <laughs> this nigga plays half court twice a week or something oh stop behave does a little does a little Sean does a little Sean T twenty five or whatever <laughs> and decides and decides that the workouts are paying off and somebody that somebody's asked him if he plays basketball. Good for you, man. Um here's my problem with this. And here's my problem with having to explain racism to black people. Um, particularly the black men. Listen <laughs> I don't get the luxury as a large black man mm-hmm. in America I'm not saying that short or less than six three black men don't go through racist microaggressions and bullshit that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is you get more leeway than I do to make apologies and excuses mm-hmm. for these white people see y'all are just assuming that white people are just stupid and it's true. A lot of them are. But being stupid doesn't mean you're not racist. And honestly, I don't get the luxury of assuming that someone isn't that someone isn't racist. I don't get the luxury right. of being laissez-faire about white people's assumptions because we live in a state of emergency right now. We live in a country where i can potentially at any moment die based on some based on a white person's assumptions we we live in a, in a country where our our physical attributes can be weaponized against us 
um, simply by existing. Simply because people have allowed themselves to tie fear and discomfort into our physical attributes. And, and, and if, I'm, if I want to get to the root of what annoys me about it, it's the fact that people are approaching you and addressing you based solely on a presumption. It's not a hi, how are you doing? How's your day going? It is, I have looked at this man. This is a large black man. This is a physically imposing dark-skinned Negro. Why is he here and not on the field? Exactly. Like, and and then... If it's not one field, it's another. So the insult to the injury comes when they're surprised when we are not what they expect us to be based on how we look. And that, and that, and that, I will tell y'all, that never gets old. That never gets old. Trust me. Never gets old. And I'm being facetious, by the way. <laughs> and the thing is, like, we have to, we have to start looking at our privileges on different levels. And this is what people mean when they break down the idea of privilege. Mm-hmm. Everybody's struggle ain't the same. Everybody's struggle is connected. And they have things in common. Everybody's struggle ain't the same. Um, and this is where intersection intersectionality comes in is you understanding someone else's struggle right. and finding what you have in common with that and going forward together. Um, we can't do that if y'all are misunderstanding how allyship works. The first step of allyship is you shutting the fuck up. Yes. Easy to do is you shutting the fuck up and hearing what's going on. You can't help me with my situation if you don't know what it is. Right. And you can't help me with my situation if you're so busy telling me what my situation isn't. Nobody knows my experience better than me. Right. Because I was there. So you get to shut the fuck up. <laughs> And he went to this thing. Well, it's my opinion. I'm just, I'm just giving. You just, you just. It's, it's just you're just afraid of a different perspective. I'm not afraid huh? of it. It's not necessary. There's a perspective of people under six feet and people over six feet. Let's start there. <laughs> right. You five nine. You're five nine. You're six four. We not the same. There's, there's quite a different. The air up here is very different, sir. You know, it, it's, it's one step removed from, from someone like sticking their finger in your mouth and inspecting your teeth as well oh this got a fine stock right here exactly exactly and and you would think that people would understand what the history of this country yep Next evaluating you, us you're getting traded for three cows exactly you would uh, you would understand that that is a touchy thing it's just like every woman that has big titties doesn't want you walking up to them talking to them about their big titties right They'd fight you in the street. And right. the fucked up thing is, if I called that nigga short, he'd be ready to fight. Right. Or, I mean, even, like, flattery is not always, well, like, it, like we were talking beforehand, if you approach a woman and it's a beautiful woman, you're like, are you a model? What if she is? What if she isn't? Where does the conversation go from there? Once she either confirms or denies whatever you're presuming about her, where does it go from there? That's my thing. Be more interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Find a better uh, find a better uh, approach of conversation. Maybe it's cuz I I maybe it's cuz I've been talking to people for a living for pretty much 10 years. But there's other shit to say 
to people about people other than their physical appearance. Next time an old white man comes up to you and asks you if you played football, ask him if he's ever owned slaves. That's how I feel. That's a presumption. I mean, I mean, if we're just if we're just assuming, I'm if just we're just assuming, just I'm just. Oh, you're into books. <laughs> you're into comic books. Fix yourself. Fix yourself on the way you judge people appearance-wise, and fix yourself based on uh, how you recognize other people's struggles. That's all I'm saying. Song of the week. Song of the week, I'm going to go a little old school. So, one of my favorite movies of all time uh-huh. is The Five Heartbeats. Man. Know it backwards Man. and forwards. Know every word. Know every scene. Know everything about The Five Heartbeats. You're not invited to the cookout if you've never seen it. If you've never seen the fucking Five Heartbeats. Black, white, or whatever. You're not invited to the cookout. So... I was watching the Five Heartbeats recently, and I have to say, it's weird seeing the Five Heartbeats through adult eyes, because yeah. there's a bunch of shit you miss as a kid. All the little, in, all the little intricacies of Robert Townsend getting cheated on, and that was why he broke up with the group. Mm-hmm. All the little intricacies of, like, Flash. Getting in the group, mm-hmm. all the all the little side groups and all that shit coming up together, bruh. I have to say now, I've come to this epiphany. It took me thirty six years of my life. Well, it'll be thirty six next week. Thirty six years of my life to come to a very important epiphany about the five heartbeats. If it came down to it, we hated. We all kind of hated that nigga. But if it came down to it in a singing contest. Flash was going to smoke Eddie Kang Jr. every time. I mean, that yeah. Eddie was Eddie was right to be insecure about his job. Uh so I found this joint in the Five Heartbeat soundtrack. Mm. Now this is Oh, we going their, back. Oh yeah. This is when this is in their evolution. This is when they got into like their 80s bag. Okay. When everybody was trying to be rock steady like the OJs yeah. and shit. Robert Townsend had to rock. <laughs> steady. Steady rocking all night long. We begin to rock. That was my shit. And of course, the 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 movie had to reflect that eighties bag. Rocking till the break of dawn. <laughs> Sorry, I had to finish it. <laughs> Robert Townsend had his guitar out and shit. <laughs> and this was a song they came up with when Flash finally became the lead singer after, you know, Eddie was on that shit. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, the person who actually did that singing voice for that actor was named D. Wallace. He he passed away a, f- a few years back. Yeah. Uh, rest in power to him. Uh, so get ready for the song of the week. This is the Five Heartbeats from the Five Heartbeats soundtrack with In the Middle. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
In the middle from the five heartbeats off the five heartbeats soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Them niggas was in them purple suits. <laughs> they was in the purple suits jumping out of jumping out of big pyrotechnic heart and shit. Yeah. Hey, man. Look, that was a good call. <laughs> that was a good call. It was a sign of times, bro. I have to say, that movie holds up very well. I can still watch it to this day, man. To like, this it's, day. It's one of those that, you know, you can. Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Wayans did that shit. People don't talk enough about Keenan. Man. Keenan been holding it down. If And this is kind of a sidebar. If you ever get to watch, I can't remember what it was from. There was some type of festival. It may have been about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to look up. Um, there were two separate sessions. One with Robert Townsend. One with Keenan, I- Keenan Ivory Wayans. And they both talked about how they came up in the business and whatnot. If you are an aspiring creative or even a just an active creative in in any discipline you owe it to yourself to check out those two interviews they're about 20 minutes apiece uh-huh. but it, it is incredible insight into not only their creative process but a lot of their you know what inspired a lot of the grit and determination that went into their projects including the five heartbeats like it is it's some really good stuff this is a movie that deserves to last generation generationally speaking um, so let's see what's going on in the news. Uh, the oh, so are you are are you aware of the Antonio Brown saga? I am. I I do I do I don't really watch NFL. Same, 
But I follow the shenanigans and mess of the NFL. And uh, Antonio Brown is a he's a full on case. So could we say this is like the NFL's Jimmy Butler moment? It could be, but potentially more uh, potentially a worse. spicier. Yeah, it could be worse. It could it it could really go badly. So this is what I have gathered, being late to the party. So Antonio Brown, apparently he didn't want to wear a helmet. He didn't want to wear some the new helmet. Like this is a new helmet that the NFL is. With with him, you with him, you don't really know. It's hard to say. Okay, it, 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 so maybe. basically, it, for whatever reason, he got into it with management. Called management called the GM a cracker. Pause right there. <clears throat> Let's go. If for any other reason in the world, for me to be completely loyal to Antonio Brown from now until the end of time. <laughs> It is because Antonio Brown has exercised his First Amendment right as a fully naturalized Negro of the United States to look his boss in the eye and call him a cracker. Man! Wish I had the sound effects for this one. (laughs) Antonio Brown, an, an American Negro legend. And national American treasure. American Negro legend. Now, if he said cracker ass cracker, that's even better. I would watch an NFL game. That's even better. I'd watch a whole game. Um. So, basically, yeah, he got into it, called called the GM a cracker. You know, they weren't going to have that shit. So, they let him go. But this is what's amazing to me. This is what you know. This is when you know a nigga is in demand. They let him go on, on a Saturday I think it was like 24 hours before he was eligible to be picked up by another team. <laughs> yeah. When 4.30, if he was he was let go 4.30 Saturday, when 4.30 Sunday hit, he was a New England Patriot. <laughs> and God damn. And danced around the yard. And danced over this shit. He was ready to go. He was burning that old jersey. Get the fuck, man. That, now, that's, that's a, that, now that's a real nigga hero right there. And for it, honestly, we could stop the story there because if we wanted to, because honestly, I don't know. From what I'm hearing, maybe Antonio Brown was a dick about the situation, but I... I'm absolutely certain he was. I am never, at this point in my life, knowing what I know now, I will never hate on a black man for gaming the NFL. Now, if the allegations about him being with an underage woman are true, we have the full right to rescind our comments. That's true. We can take future. it all back if it turns out this nigga was fucking little kids. Yes. So just putting that out there right now. But for the time being, for the time being, mental um, issues or not, good for Antonio Brown uh, getting that Patriots money and calling your boss a cracker. That's right. Uh, un- unless, of course, he did what he did, in which case. Uh, we we will we can take all this shit back and say fuck him. Think about this, man. What if you were able to call your boss a cracker today, and forty eight hours from now, you could have an even better job? I'd go. I'd do that shit on my off day. Fuck. I'd get up and go to work on my off day and call him a cracker. Damn. Uh, you you don't even know. You don't realize. And then and, and then he's a patriot. 
Well, uh, well, well, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, the debates. Last night, <laughs> the Democratic debates were in Houston uh, at Texas Southern University. I can't believe that I have lived long enough <laughs> that the Democratic that the Democratic election debates were in a building where I have finger fucked a woman. <laughs> At Texas Southern <laughs> University. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, uh. man. Oh, man. Jorge, I finger fucked the woman right where Jorge Ramos was sitting. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. The pajama jams were lit. Wow. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Uh, wow, that is a metaphor for our country right now. <laughs> wow, it's true, man. Um, at Texas Southern University in the in the H and P E building, the gymnasium. Uh, <laughs> man, that shit cleaned up nice too. That shit looked like a. It didn't even look like the H P E building. It it looked like it looked like TSU got funding and shit. Shit, everything over there looked like they got funded now. Uh, that just looks like they turned those lights down. <laughs> <laughs> Should they turn that shit up? They were like, "Oh, damn!" Now, one of these days, well, if, if I were ever interested in having kids, that'd be an interesting that'd be an interesting walk down memory lane to take them through. A lot of history in this building, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jorge Ramos sat right there. Uh, you were conceived right there, <laughs> section two hundred one. That's right, F seat thirteen. Best jamma, just pajama jam of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to sit in the seat, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's history you're sitting in, your, son. Your mama was sitting right there. No! <laughs> no! Uh, Bad episode of Nigga PC Oh, that was a great Nigga PC <laughs> Love it. Uh, the debates. So, did you watch it all? Oh, you weren't, you weren't home. I'm three it. for three for not watching the debates. Okay. I was not at home. Well, for the most part, you have missed nothing. Good. The, the So far, the debates... Whatever your thought is on whatever candidate, whatever you didn't know about any given candidate, in three debates, I don't think anything has occurred has occurred one way or the other that has changed anybody's mind. Um, the A squad is still the A squad, mm-hmm. whether we like them or not. Um. That being Biden, Sanders, and... Biden, Sanders, Warren, and Harris, I'll say. Okay. That's, for me, that's the A-Squad right now. The most, likely, the most likely names that people know and are going to remember... They're going to be the last four to, to drop out and or lose. Yes, exactly. It's just like American Idol. Okay. You kind of know who the top five are going to be. Gotcha. Um, and then there's the everybody else's... Yang, Klobuchar, Castro. Castro might move up to B squad. I mean, he might move up to A squad. I mean, he might. It's it's a long, hard road for him, but he might move up to A squad. Um, my boy, Mayor Pete, Buttigieg. <laughs> that name is gonna keep him in the B squad. Yeah, you just you. Can't. He's junior varsity. That is the least. That's a junior varsity name. That is the most meme worthy and least presidential name. If your coach can't say your name, you're probably not gonna play. True. That's that's how it was. 
And so, if you couldn't come up with a good nickname for your fucked up name, you probably weren't going to play. Um, so, I didn't learn anything new about anybody except, the, the, I think the most entertaining part of this the debate was that Joe Biden is disintegrating. His brain is melting <laughs> right before our fucking eyes. Joe Biden, I, what kind of mental gymnastics must you go through prior to going on stage that would make you that that would when you have to decry the prison for the the prison industrial system that you more or less orchestrated yeah that you more or less help orchestrate like whoever like whoever signed their name in blood on the original documents he was there he was there. He, he might have dipped the he might have dipped the pen. He dipped the pen first. And by the pen I mean the knife. Cause this was an, this was some Illuminati shit that happened. Um Biden made z- mostly no sense. And the one good moment that Castro had, I think him and Yang maybe had a collective total. The shit was three hours. I think they maybe had a collective total of like 10 minutes talking time. <laughs> Jorge Ramos couldn't even get a, couldn't even get Castro a few, a few words in. God damn. Damn. No loyalty in this motherfucker. Um, so Castro basically called Biden on, um, the fact that, well, you're always you're always saying how you stand behind what you accomplished in the Obama administration and how Barack Obama accomplished miracles, which we're not going to doubt that. However, the problem with Biden is that damn <laughs> this shit is strong. The problem with Biden is that you can't you can't you can't take credit for all the miracles and not answer for any of the questionable shit that happened. Right. And because all presidents have done fucked up shit, Absolutely. all of them, every single one, every last one. You honestly cannot do that job without fucking up some shit. You cannot. Well, it's like you know what, and and part of it, part of it, I don't blame them for because it's like Tana Easy Coates said when he was writing Black Panther. The Black Panther is a king, and he has to wrestle with that because kings don't do noble shit. Nope. Kings they have to make the hard to, decisions. Exactly. Kings don't get to do no, noble shit. Show me a leader in any country that hasn't done some fucked up shit in their day. And I will show you someone who rewrote history. Mm. Still can't taste the Coke. <laughs> it's all good, though. And so... Tequila destilador. That's right. And so... Hulk dick. <laughs> Hulk dick is never going away. <laughs> well, it's just not. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> and so Biden couldn't stand. And now here's where I think it, this is the part where the media is fucked up. I never blame the media. I'm blaming the media today. Castro got on Joe Biden because um, he said, I forgot what the topic was. He said one thing and then he went back. And recl- and clarified his statement, and made it and and made it sound like he said something else. Castro said, "You can't even remember what you said two minutes ago." Wow! Basically, commenting on the fact that Damn, Joe he, Biden flip flops constantly. He just loaded Lux that boy. 
And he just and it Biden flip flops constantly. Biden Biden might be tied with Trump in how fast he can flip flop in the same like breath in the same sentences. And the next day, the all I saw was like fucking Morning Joe. Man, fuck Joe Scarborough. It was Morning Joe and a bunch of other um, pundits saying that Castro was calling. Uh, Biden was being ageist in saying that Biden was too old to remember shit and that his and that his memory was was fading. Now, if we're keeping it a buck, that's not off the table. I think Biden's mind is going. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was never there. Yeah, I mean, we saw signs of it <laughs> the whole eight years he was VP. And, you know, we just thought that shit was cute because he was the vice president and not affecting any public policy. Yeah. Um, so that's how they'll turn on the poor little Mexican man, <laughs> uh, Castro. And that's probably what's going to hold him back from being in the A squad when it comes to getting, uh, getting, getting through into the primary or whatever. Um, Warren, Elizabeth Warren made the most sense. However, the thing that's going to keep Elizabeth, that might get Elizabeth Warren knocked into the B squad is the fact that Elizabeth Warren is a woman who makes sense in America. And America does not treat women who make sense very well at all. That is quite true. Quite true. Um, Basically, they'll go for Bernie because uh, Bernie is a guy. Bernie is a guy, and Bernie has the Bernie bros on his side, who are just militant about him no matter what. And, you know, it, it, shout out to all the Bernie bros who consistently support um, someone who underachieves versus their expectations of him. Honestly, and honestly, to his credit, Bernie would make a better activist than Absolutely. he would a politician. Absolutely. Uh, and I feel like most politicians would make better activists because that's when they're actually doing the work or pretending to do the work. That's when they're doing the work. That's true. Once they start pushing paper and, you know, getting lifetime health care, they're just like, ah. Being an activist and being an organizer is about doing your job. Being a politician, most days out of the week is about keeping your job. That's all it is. That's pretty much exactly what it is. 95% of the time. Maybe you'll get a bill passed. What like what has Congress passed? What major piece of legisla- legislation has Congress passed outside of uh the Affordable Care Act recently? We don't know. I mean they they did pass a tax bill that um Gave a, a a tax cut to the rich. Okay, well, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, they're always going to do that. And That's you true. know, it, it meant that a lot of other middle class taxpayers did not even receive a tax return. But I mean, they, they did that. They did that. They did what they wanted to do. Um, but it, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of things that have, there are a lot of things that have been passed. But because they are less interested in informing us on what's happening, and more interested in informing us on the conflict between the two sides i have been drinking tequila and i don't give a shit right now that's kind of where i am man i watched it because yeah it's in it they were having it tsu it's in houston <clears throat> yeah i was just off of work so yeah i was gonna watch it. i just wanted to see if they walk if they were gonna walk in with any frenchies or something um some protesters came in we didn't we didn't get to hear what they said 
but some protesters busted in. They got dragged out. I'm I am still of the mind that those were not protesters. Those were uh, angry students at the back of the financial aid line that that winds all the way over to the. Gymnasium. That's what I said. They're still waiting on their tuition reimbursement. I was gonna say, um, is this the bursar's office? That ain't a sit-in. They just waiting on their fucking. Uh, they just waiting on their fucking waiver. On their, on the, they just waiting to get to back in class. Is that Joe Biden? <laughs> hey man, hey man, they think about giving my tuition for hey, the man. Hey, what can you do? Hey man, get us, get us to the front of this fucking line, bro. If you can, can you get to the front of the line, man? Hey man, tell hey, tell them we know you, bro. Something. I've been standing here for three days, man. Dog, bring us, bring us some food, man. Bring us some fucking Popeyes. Something, man. Damn. Can a nigga get a chicken sandwich out this bitch? I'm still trying to move into my dorm. Class started a month ago. My bags are here. These are my bags. This is why I came right here. here with. Look at this. As a matter of fact, man, where you standing right now, that's why I've been sleeping, bro. They don't even know it. My uncle Oz finger fucked the finger fucked the woman <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, that was a great episode of Nigga Peace uh, Theater right we there. We gave y'all the bonus edition. <laughs> oh man, they got to give us a sketch show. <laughs> Hey, hey, we can do it. Um, they had, but they had cops. I, I passed by TSU yesterday. Oh God, damn! They had, so they had cops literally there. on every every street, block, bro. Every street. That that shit was crazy. I no, and I and somebody asked me, he's like, "Are you going over there? Fuck out of here." <laughs> For why? Uh, I'm yeah. No, I ain't sitting in that shit because. Everybody that's over there is probably is is, is probably people that I don't want to associate with, which are Bernie Bros. And you probably didn't want to run into the girl that you finger fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she's doing okay. Uh, I, I I don't think I've talked to her in a few years. Uh, so I, I think the the main thing that I took from the debates is that wake me when you guys want to run Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren gave an outlined, detailed, grown-up plan for reducing carbon emissions in the next 10 years. Hmm. And Kamala Harris responded to this shit by basically telling us how important the environment is. Oh. How important the environment is and how Donald Trump is terrible. Uh, I, I see. I, I know what Kamala Harris is up to, though. Well, you know what she's up to. What's that? She's going to arrest the environment. Kamala <laughs> uh-huh. Harris is going to put pollution in jail. That's how she's going to shut that shit down. Shortest episode of Captain Planet ever. Yeah, you got Elizabeth Warren out here coming out with charts and graphs and plans. <laughs> she's organizing a raid like this is the fucking wire. Kamala <laughs> Harris is Kamala Harris. Is like, we're going to take them from middle school through high school and then put environment in jail. Here's Instead the, of college, we're gonna we're we're gonna take them from this entry point. <laughs> we're gonna come in through the vents, <laughs> throw the gas. You know what I'm saying? Shit, pollution gonna be caught up in the in the prison industrial complex. Pro- pollution gonna have a fucking perp walk, nigga. Hey, if they treated pollution like they treat black people, we'd be straight. Man, we'd be living in a utopia right now. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I pollution see- getting shot. Right. Unarmed, getting shot. Oh, oh, that was the other part. Since they were in Houston, everybody had to call had to call Beto O'Rourke by his first name. 
Joe, Joe Biden called him by his first name, and all of a sudden, everybody on the fucking panel was on a first-name basis. So they just kept calling him Beto. And every time they talked about gun control, they had to nod to El Paso and talk about how well Beto handled it, even though Beto isn't really a politician in El Paso. <laughs> And talk about how well he handled it, uh, which was basically Beto saying guns are bad. Um, so it, I guess I was in the contract that if you're in Texas, you have to suck Beto O'Rourke's dick. You know, you just don't want them. You just don't want them. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you you playing to the home crowd. And then he said that stupid shit talking about he was gonna come. He was gonna come and get the guns from you if he had to. Let me explain something to you. Ooh. Yeah, talk about yeah. I'll come. I'm gonna come and take your guns. Oh, that's not something you say to this uh, oh, electorate. Oh, that's not something you say to this base, <laughs> to the state at all. Let me t- let me explain to these something. white people. Let me explain something to you about Texans and guns. If somebody already feels like they need an AR-15 in their house, yeah, they're not gonna let you come take it. No, 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 no. If somebody already First of all, we gun users, Second Amendment people have been floating this idea about um, where the Constitution says in the case of you know political uprising, of military uprising. Guys, people that listen to that, people that buy guns because of that, aren't going to let you take them politely. <clears throat> What y'all have to understand is whoever has guns out there now, they're going to have those guns. Those guns are those guns are had. You can't you're you not can't gonna do get shit back. about it. You're not going to get them back. As a matter of fact, anything you do has to be concerned about the guns that could get out there. And even then, that's dicey. And then the, the, the culture, the, the gun culture as well. Like you have to address gun culture. Warren was on top of it about that. She was like, "We don't have a gun control problem. We have a gun violence problem. We have a, and that is a cultural thing." Uh, again, Warren making sense. I'm just saying, um, y'all ain't y'all ain't, y'all ain't getting them guns. Y'all ain't getting them guns back. That's a wrap. So y'all, y'all, y'all need to figure out something else. I'll say. Um, so there's that. Uh, like I said, if your mind hasn't changed about any of the, uh, if you if your mind is made up about any of these people, um, no, and it, 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 nobody's. Uh, nobody's gonna change their mind after this debate. Um, so that's that. Um, uh, I wanted to follow up about the Millennium Tour, you know, with the, uh, the B2Ks and the Pretty Rickies. Apparently, there is a B-Squad Tour. If I can pull this picture up. Uh, I showed Randall this picture uh coming in basically it's a it's called tbt tour the reunion i'm glad i was born when i was born <laughs> right it's my generation has yeah. to deal with this bullshit i ain't gotta deal with it i gotta deal with like jody seeing them niggas coming right back. so all the people that couldn't make it on tour with b2k and all them immature <laughs> for those of you that don't know immature um if you ever saw sister sister and go home roger that nigga uh, or if you ever saw You Got Served, uh, the nigga that looked too old to be dancing with them other <laughs> niggas, Marcus Houston, um, it's his his little boy band that came before B2K. Yeah. Day 26, the Making wow. the Bad Guys. 
I actually I actually read about them recently. So it's actually the making the band guys minus one because Brian, the one from Houston, left the group because um they want basically day twenty six was trying to make that comeback money mm. and they wanted to sing the same old boy band shit mm. and this nigga wanted to make some real music. So he said fuck him. Okay. I mean, the split of zero is zero, so it, like, it, it don't really matter. Uh, so, immature day twenty six, Jay Holiday. I'm gonna put you to bed, and that's, bed, and that bed. will be all from Jay Holiday. <laughs> Jay Holiday, most famously known as the guy that I always confuse for Jeremiah, <laughs> or the nigga that I thought was Life Jennings. <laughs> Um, uh, B five. Who is that? Exactly. No, I'm B- serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Puff tried to make another like young boy band. He tried to make like another like the boys. So that was okay. That was his like version of the boys. B five. They had the one song they had was uh that troop song. All I do is think of you. They had and they were singing. You you remember they singing? They were singing on top of the school bus and shit. There was a hard a hard cutoff where I got too old for MTV. Okay, fair. I'm enough. assuming it came behind that wall. It was the 106 and Park era. Oh, was, I was. It was, I was, it was like uh, okay. Pretty sure it was like the AJ and Free era. I was gone. Uh, yeah, I was gone. Yeah. I was gone. Um, and to top it all off, well, there's more. Ray J. Dad bod Ray J too. You Y'all been watching what? loving hip hop. Dad bod Ray J is on this bitch. You know. You know what, man? I, I I'm being for sure, for serious, for real, for real about this, and it's not the tequila talking. Okay. I would pay good money to get Ray J drunk and just let him talk. Just let him talk spicy. That's how I know you don't watch loving hip hop Hollywood. Oh. That's all it is. Oh. Ray J thinks that show is all about him. It's not. The producers say it all the time. They're like, this nigga, this nigga in the middle of scenes will tell his own people, like tell his wife and his mother, talking about, no, no, stand over here so they can get you, so they can get your right angle, or no, 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 cheat out to the camera and shit like that. They, they are annoyed as fuck with this man. Oh, but no, it's not. It's not all about him. But okay, he's the most famous, but that's not a, that's not a high bar to clear. Damn, but. But the the classic rant against Fabulous, I mean, no, I would I, no. They did film when he got into it at that radio station when he showed his ass at that radio station. They had to carry him out. Okay, uh, well, if if that's not the Ray J we're getting, uh, yeah, no, 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 this is a deal off, breaker. No, this isn't off the rails Ray J. This is a wife and kids Ray J now. Uh, deal breaker. Sorry, can't do it. Um, he thinks he's the Stevie J of. Loving hip hop Hollywood, the elder statesman who can give people advice and shit. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be back to uh, reality TV news shortly, but uh, we also have to talk about Marcus Houston's hairline. I was late to the party about this, and so this is my basically okay. So this is my show, and I can rant about a couple of things if I want to. Um, I'm going to take a moment real quick. For those of you that don't know me personally, and some of you that do know me personally, y'all didn't notice about me, but I have a unique disdain for Marcus Houston. Mm. A unique, as long as I can remember, I've had a disdain for this nigga. Mostly because when he got grown 
and started trying to still do the boy band shit, mm-hmm. everything about him smacked creepy. Everything about him smacked the nigga that's just a little too old to still be coming to HBCU homecoming pajama jams. I have a disdain. I've never given a fuck about Marquess Houston. <laughs> Marquess. <laughs> <laughs> I well, see again. It's not your. It wasn't your generation. Yeah, that's true. I was the. I had to grow up with this nigga, like from like house party. That 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 yeah, that's unfortunate. Right. So, I have always had a disdain for this nigga. First of all, when he was a little kid with immature, I just thought it was cornball. His name was Batman. His name was Batman. Who does that? And he had like a little bat or some shit, didn't he? He did. He did. Come on, man. And when he got grown and when they started trying to be the grown up, we're all grown up, we're all grown up, sexy. IMX. Sexy, IMX. That nigga had a, had a domino mask like from the old like Joel Schumacher Batman movies. That's. That cornball shit. And, and when he got grown and started like riding B2K's coattails trying to make this boy band come back, everything about him smacked creepy. Why are you a grown I'm 36, this nigga's 39. Why are you a grown man hunching Yeah, he's 39. Damn. Why are you a grown man hunching on 14-year-old girls? Damn. Cuz that's all that's coming to those that's all that was coming to those shows. So he's really my generation yes. pretending to be yours. Yes. Wow. Uncle Roger. Come exactly. On, exactly. And so I believed it 100%. When Rasby, everybody tried to say Rasby was crazy. I believed it 100% when they said him and Chris Stokes were fucking those little boys. When it, when, him, when they <sighs> said him and Chris Stokes were fucking mm. B2K, I believed it 100%. And yeah, I've never respected him for it. This nasty motherfucker. And now he's married to Chris Stokes' play daughter. What the fuck is a play daughter? To quote Omarion. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> In a light town. Um like what the fuck is a play daughter? Look, man. I've heard a play brother, I've heard a play cousin. Black people. Black people. <laughs> All these play relatives that we be having. We got chill on that shit, y'all. We have to stop because y'all y'all are stretching that shit. I, I've actually seen someone like say like play stepdaughters or play stepbrothers, shit like that before. Y'all stop it because some of that shit gets inappropriate. You know, play Bad daughter inappropriate. Y'all be talking about play cousin with people you fucked. Uh, y'all be y'all be calling people you fucked play cousins. Okay. That's my little sister. Hey, man. Your little sister sucked your dick. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm just saying, let's keep it a buck. Michael Jackson <laughs> sucked <laughs> my penis. <laughs> oh, man, that one's never going away. <sighs> um, But, yeah, all that to say, Marcus Houston, so I was, so basically, loving Hip Hop Hollywood just told the story. <laughs> He got a trash ass hairline, <laughs> Bruh. I was just about to get there. They just so they just told the story that Marcus Houston was supposed to be on the uh, Millennium Tour with B2K, but one Raz B didn't feel safe. Raz B didn't feel safe, so he couldn't. Uh, him and Chris Stokes couldn't be around, and two. 
they met with the other immature niggas, and Marcus Houston actually said he wanted 50% of the splits. And the other two niggas were going to have to split the other 50 because Marcus Houston was more popular than them. First of all, if you, well, follow me here because I think you're being a little short-sighted. Marcus Houston and his hairline each have separate contracts. (laughs) (laughs) His hairline is a living, evolving thing. And by such is entitled to the full rights and privileges of a fully naturalized human. (laughs) So he's own agency and everything. It has its own budget. So you have to you have to factor in that this man in his very complex and very much alive hairline needs its own accommodations. I'm sorry, you're just being short sighted. Changed it, my mind. First of all, everybody immature looks like they are a solid two weeks fresh out of the program. <laughs> Any program. Any program. <laughs> um, and so Marcus Houston, who is wearing way too much foundation, um, who is uh, who has this spray tan on hairline, that Carlos Boozer. That Carlos Boozer. Um, first of all. It would be one thing. See, I can't compare him to Jamie Foxx because Jamie Foxx shit looks like it's done better. Like, he looks like he got his hairline done where LeBron gets his done. Marcus Houston looks like he did it himself. Marcus Houston looks like his, it looks like his wife, his 19-year-old wife, by the way. Really? Yes, 19 years old. Uh, it looks like his wife put on the, the little piece of paper. Mm, like she stenciled that boy's and hairline. stenciled that nigga's hairline. And sprayed that bitch and took the pencil over it. Um, so first of all, LDB, shout out to you for walking out of that meeting, knowing your worth, because um, I would never let a nigga with a spray on hairline talk to me that way. Never. Fifty percent of the splits, nigga, naked wasn't that good. The nigga only got two real hits, and one of them was with Joe Budden. I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask. Nope. I'm just, nope. I'm just. I'm just here. I'm just here. Um, look, know your worth. All you niggas that, that letting the that letting the 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 David Ruffin of the group muscle you out of your money. Yep. Know your worth. Slap the shit out of nigga. Marcus Houston got to be a solid five ten. <laughs> if that. Slap the shit out of nigga. I'd slap the shit out of nigga. And do a separate slap for his hairline. And slap the shit out of his hairline, too, just in case it get out of line. <laughs> well, it's already out of line. It's been, oh, it's That's been out of line. My mother, my mother said it when she saw that hairline, she said it's, it's nice that his wife is at least old enough to color in the lines. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Oh, man. We would hit the air horns on that one. Um. So we're gonna take a quick break. You know what? No, we have to talk about content. I we haven't talked about any black content. Oh, okay. Black Lady Sketch Show. Yeah. The season's over already. They got renewed really? for another season. Okay. That shit has come all the way around funny. Good for them. That shit has turned out that shit is funny. And they ended a sketch show ended on a cliffhanger. That's amazing to me. That's- I think that's incredible. 
um, they ended up doing a really good job with their content and bringing it around. And they kind of, they, they it's kind of one of those things where the season tells you to wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. And sure enough, them shits is paying off. Okay. Mad funny. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping that you know you you want to see them. You want to see black creators succeed, especially on that platform. And uh, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to Gabrielle Dennis, special Gabrielle Dennis. Shout out to Quinta. It's, I don't yeah. know what it is about me and girls with big foreheads, but <laughs> all light skin girls. Quinta, Quinta can get that work. Um, <clears throat> honestly, all of them can. I'm for real. I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you, but um. So that came around. Queen Sugar wrapped up their season finale. This one was one for the books. This was an amazing season. Um, they ended on a very amazing, shocking note for those of you that have been following from day one. Mm. They just got renewed. It just got announced. They got renewed for a season five. Five. Um, I'm ready, man. Like they yeah. they they ended on too hard of a. Of a of a, a a plot twist for me that I'm just I'm ready. They got to give me the new shit now. Damn. Um, Queen Sugar is there's just not enough good things I can say about Queen Sugar. It is life affirming. Uh, it is just it's one of those positive shows that can that can that can pull drama from a situation that can pull suspense from a situation but at the same time not have to be salacious they don't have to be looking for the drama drama like it's like people can resolve that black people can resolve situations <clears throat> amicably and maturely and doesn't everything doesn't have to be an episode of empire or power i don't, I don't know what that means but I, I i don't know what that means but i know what you mean right and so it, it, people are people are grown ups on this show. Even the kids are grown ups. Most notably, you got a, uh, a retweet or response from someone um, of note, bruh. Of Ma note, Magoo retweeted me. <laughs> Magoo of Timberland of Timberland and Magoo. Um, jumps the boogie. The boogie jumps. We gon' show you how we party. Give it up. Oh, that was my shit. Mm. Oh man, I'm showing my age. Um, I did not know he was still alive. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Magoo. Oh, it also was on the "You Got Served" soundtrack. So, <laughs> mm, full circle, full circle. Here it all go. comes back around, baby. Um, what else do I retweet? Oh, okay, so Queen Sugar was amazing. Um, wonderful performances there. Basketball wives, y'all. Basketball. It's time for basketball wives to die. It's time. It's we finally reached that point. Oh, now? Yeah, no, 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 no. So I'll give you the short version. Um, you know, basketball wise, any reality show that runs long enough, eventually they're gonna try to cycle in new younger people. Yes. The new younger people have not been working out. They they tried to cycle in Lance Stevens, uh, Ev Evelyn Lozada's protege, which is like Lance Stevenson's ex, who mm. thinks she's like Doja Cat or something. Um, she's terrible. Okay. Everybody wants her off. Um, and Kwame Alexander's girlfriend, uh, who is this Nigerian chick who plays women's football, who does not take any shit, who <clears throat> keeps the same energy all the time. Talk to me. <laughs> um, who does not take any shit. She's, when I say she's Nigerian, she, she's actually, she, when I say that, she actually 
she very much celebrates those customs. Gotcha. And she, you know, you you've met the, you've met they they wear the headdresses mm-hmm. and whatnot. Absolutely, you know? not to disrespect. I've been to the South Coast. I've been off business before, <laughs> right? So. Uh, they have been calling it. It just so happens they have been calling this dark-skinned girl rough-faced and tacky for the two seasons she's been on. To and her face, behind her back, and to her face. Okay, mostly behind her back. Okay, because they don't really want a smoker because she looked like she could beat their ass. Okay, and so um, people have been noticing on Twitter the treatment of this dark-skinned girl, and that. Every time, and we're talking about a show where most of the women, mostly Evelyn Lozada, have jumped over tables, have thrown chairs and tables at each other, have thrown glasses and bottles at each other. This girl, somebody said something fly to her, and she said, I could just jump up and beat the shit out of you. And they treat her as the crazy out of control one. So they just got through filming the reunion. Mm-hmm. How do they keep getting Mark Lamont Hill to host this shit? I keep, I because I, in in academia I refer to him as Doctor Hill. How do they keep getting this nigga to? So anyway, <laughs> they filmed a reunion and they had to have the Nigerian chick OG filming in another room by herself and act like it was via satellite because the other girls had safety concerns. Y'all just gonna keep doing the dark skinned girl like this? Wow. Y'all, it's time for basketball wow. wives to die. It is. It's time for basketball wives to die because they have come so full circle that the people that were once problematic <clears throat> are visiting problematicness onto others. So they are the white women of basketball. They are the white women. Right, right. They, it is it has come full circle where Evelyn Lozada has secu- has has security issues about someone. Tammy Roman is just sick of them. She's just sick of all of them, and she's her contract is up, and she's gone. But it, it is very much time. It's for those of you who have followed me that follow Basketball Wives on Twitter or whatever. It's time for that shit to die. It's over. It's over. Yeah. When you get that problematic to where you roll all the way back around to people that have suffered uh, at the hands of colorism being colorist, that's a problem. It's over, y'all. It's time for it to die. I mean, I'll probably stop reach. I'll stop. I'll probably stop live tweeting it after this season. Is Shaquille O'Neal's ex-wife from a long ass time ago still the associated ex- with this? Oh, show? she's the executive producer. She runs that shit. She runs that shit. I'll, I'll tell you. I love that she uses her executive producer privilege full on. There's never any smoke with her. If there is, it don't last long. And a chick that did her wrong came to her apologized brought her a beautiful piece of jewelry sat down and had lunch with her and shawnee said she still couldn't take her ass on the on the big girls trip uh damn also she's i think the i think the gag order is finally up she she's actually able to say shaq's name oh wow shaq shows up on the show now (laughs) damn (laughs) now that he's retired that nigga will never miss a check not ever. Nope, ever. Him and the general. I saw this nigga in a Papa John's commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how I also own the Papa John's. And I take pizza to the firefighters and shit. Uh, uh, take the Papa John's pizza. I know y'all I call it. Anything. I know the nigga was racist, but I got to get this paper, my nigga. Back pain. Back we out, pain. We out here. I'll sell it all. Back pain. Knee pain. 
Hot dogs. <laughs> Insurance. Insurance. I think it. Water. Air. <laughs> uh, another another little sample of nigga piece. Boy, we killing y'all this we week. We killing y'all. Killing y'all. Y'all can't <laughs> see us in this nigga piece theater. Uh, on that note, we ran. I, I ran a little long with the news uh, uh, that I wanted to. Sorry. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more opinions while black. You're experiencing opinions while black. Uh, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. That's right. And we are back. Back. We are black. We're black. We are opinionated. We are opinionated. And I'm. I have to admit, I'm, I've been. I've been going at it pretty steady. I'm kind of lit. I feel great. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. You have not tasted coke since you walked in. I have not tasted coke in two, three weeks. Um. So. uh Actually, you know, we're just gonna get right into it. I, I, I don't have any in the middle shit to announce. We're just gonna get right into white people must be stopped. Um, we have a submission. We have a couple of submissions, and we have like three submissions. Actually, we're gonna get through them pretty fast. Okay. This one from uh, our buddy X to Maestro on Twitter, Xavier Hunter. What up? What up, X? Uh, fellow TSU alumni, X sent us a ABC 13 link that is coming up. Uh, white people out here fucking up. As a matter of fact, honestly, I could just give you the headline. Two men and a woman accused of a, intending to have sex with a dog on Christmas Day. Huh? This is in Houston. Huh? Two Baytown <laughs> men... <laughs> Two Baytown men and one Houston no. woman have been charged with bestiality after the after authorities say they in, they intended for a dog to have sex with the woman on Christmas Day in 2017. What? What? Multiple charges span both Harris and Jefferson counties. What? In the Harris County incident, charging doc, uh, charging documents show Jared Cook brought his dog to the apartment of Rebecca Little in Southwest Houston. Of course, this happened on the Southwest side. So that Little could have sex with the dog, with his dog, as a way of celebrating the dog's first birthday. Wow. You're going to celebrate your dog's birthday by raping him. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, boy. Wow. However, the dog named Ryder would not cooperate, according to records reviewed by ABC Shout 13. Shout out to Ryder. Ryder, get out of that motherfucker. Shout Run. out. Run, nigga. Um, wow. In a Houston police interview, Little told investigators that she got nervous and never engaged in sex with the dog. She told investigators that she and Jared Cook ended up having sex with each other instead. I said, Little told investigators that she got nervous and never engaged in sex with the dog. She told investigators that she and Jared she and Jared Cook ended up having sex with each other instead. I mean, I guess I can't fuck the dog. I might as well <laughs> fuck my sister. Well, you got well, gotta do something. Dick's already hard. Dick's already hard, and goddamn, the German Shepherds run away. Well, shit. I mean, you know, there's a do have a piece of wet pussy over here. Uh, it's probably not even wet, sir. It's probably bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified, fuck out of here. Yeah, oh, to be more careful. Wow, 
The whites. Wow. The whites. Um, when you <laughs> Jesus when Christ. having sex with a person is your second option. Oh, that's a problem. That's a problem. Wow, that's every problem. Uh, uh, that is amazing. The case in Jefferson County involves Little and another man, Kevin Cook. It's not yet clear if the men are related. Both Ke- both Little and Kevin Cook have been charged with bestiality in Jefferson County. However, neither is Wait, under arrest. Is this a separate? This is these the same people. The same people. Okay. Okay. However, however, because uh, neither is under arrest, details of their alleged actions were not yet public. According to Texas state law, actual intercourse between an animal and a human are not required. Uh, for bestiality charges to be filed. Thank goodness. Just the intent and planning out of the act is enough for family charges. So far, Rebecca Little is in custody. How are they caught? Uh, Here's here's the thing. Okay. Uh, So far, only Rebecca Little is in custody. Warrants are out for the arrest of the two men, so they have not been caught. No, I mean, how did they find out that these people were intending to have sex with the the, dog? She turned herself in. Oh, okay. The woman who was who was being coerced into this is the only one that's under arrest. Oh, this is a and terrible. The two sk- nasty motherfuckers are out on the loose. This is a terrible sketch. <laughs> Send this shit back to the writers' room. Oh man, that's fucked up. Uh, in other news, legend, uh, literary legend Walter Mosley has quit the writers' room for Star Trek Discovery. Oh, damn. Um, he apparently he was telling a story where he was using he was using the n word. He was using nigga when he was talking about getting pulled over by the police, hmm. and he made white people uncomfortable. How? I'm not gonna lie. I say I say nigga to white people all the time. What the? Yeah, yeah. And he said they gave him a bunch of shit about it. He didn't want to deal with that, so he said fuck him. How, how did you? Y'all came up with the word white. Okay. Why y'all? Yeah. Why are y'all uh, uncomfortable with a word that y'all used to hold us down in the first place? Okay. I y'all mean, ought to be happy this shit caught on. Hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is, y'all. Uh, they can't stand us taking the shit back. Damn. That's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know that 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 was valid. When people started saying we're owning it and we're taking it back, Mm -hmm. that's how you know the shit's valid. Because now they don't like it. That's how gentrification feels, bitch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck out of here. Say the fuck Um, out of Third Ward. uh, Actually, before we uh, came back from break, Tristan sent me this one. Okay. Um, This is incredible. (laughs) Apparently, this is happening in uh, League City. Um, Someone is giving step workouts that sounds like a good thing. Look at that room. Oh, you the don't du- mean on actual the- steps. You mean a, like a black man, a black man teaching the class full of white women okay. stepping. And you mean step. like Greek stepping. Greek stepping. Like fraternity stomp, stepping. Like fraternity stomp the yard stepping. I'm just waiting for someone to throw up the cue sign and go, all and, that and, shit. And immediately get tackled by somebody. I'm waiting for this nigga to get jumped. You know. And what organization is going to jump him? I want to know who's first. He better not step on the campus of any HBCU. And it's homecoming season coming up. And he got dreads. I bet he's in the mega too. 
Oh, guaranteed. I bet he's an Omega. Guaranteed. This nigga's looking to fuck him up tonight. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's That's coming. A, it's let me see. Let me let me see if it's any black women in this yeah. in this class. Look at his shoulder. See if he got brands on his shoulder. <laughs> Nah, he got his shoulders covered up. He got up. his shoulders covered yeah, up. He better. The bros, the bros ain't going to have that shit. Oh, it's a sister teaching it with him, too. Ooh, the skiwees coming for her That ass. might be worse. Actually, the Delta's that, coming for her That ass. might be worse. I have known the sororities to fight just as fast mm. as the fraternities. Faster. Maybe faster, depending on what school you go to. Because men are passive-aggressive. Women just swing. I'm not going to blow... I'm not going to blow up anybody at TSU, but I'm not going to... Make it hot for anybody to issue, but uh, I have some stories. Um, yeah, man, that's crazy. So, uh, oh, the Walter Mosley story was submitted to us by Greg Black. Shout out to Greg. Uh, so, shout out to Greg Black. Thank you for that story. X, thank you for the 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 dog story. Uh, Tristan, thank you for the stepping the gentrification of stepping story. <laughs> um, send your racist stories. Send your real-life racist stories, send your real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, your questions for us or any of our guests. Um, send it all to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or any of our social media avenues. Uh, y'all know them. Twitter, Opinions Black, Opinions Wild Black Podcast on Facebook, so forth and so forth. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Opinions Wild Black, Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Uh-huh. We are opinionated. And I'm feeling okay. Uh, man, look. Randall is in the zone. <laughs> Shit, man. Okay. I don't even have taste buds right now. <laughs> Let me plug it. Let me plug it this phone for a It's 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 been litty politty. I was say today, you man. looking old, you over there looking litty too titty. I, I told y'all this was a this was a this was a week. You earned it. I deserve this shit. This is what this is what this is for. This is happy hour. This is therapy. <laughs> this is liquid therapy. Oh boy, that is the name of this episode. <laughs> God damn. You did it. Hey, we're not gonna remember it. Actually, let me let me let me make a note to myself this time. Oh, he's gonna, oh you're making the note? I'm making a note this time. We always decide on some shit's gonna be the, the name of the podcast. And then and we're too drunk by the end to, to actually remember it. We were so drunk when we did it that I have to go back and remember when I do the, the description. I don't know what the fuck it was. Episode fifty eight, Liquid Therapy. If that's not the title, feel free to clown us, please. Please clown us <laughs> if that doesn't end up being the title. Um it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three, Uh-oh. a returning, a returning contestant. What wasn't it last week? He, we, we had, maybe it was a week before last. Lord Jamar. Uh, if you don't know who Lord Jamar is, uh, you're everybody else. <laughs> um, if you only know him because he was with Brand Nubian, congratulations. Um, I tried to be that person. You're from the year 1996. So, so, I mean, um, Lord Jamar, you know, he was on some bullshit, starting some shit with Royce to five nine. By the way, we have we have heard no follow up 
from him or Royce about that shit, which tells me that uh, Royce settled that shit quietly. Uh, uh, again, when a when a man places a bazooka on a public facing forum and and presents it to you as an operational device, you don't want the smoke. Not at all. Not, not even a little. Not even a sample of the smoke. Uh, so that shit got settled pretty quickly. Um, fast forwarding, Lord Jamar apparently had some shit to say about women in hip hop, which this is an amazing time to have negative opinions about women in hip hop. Um, right around, uh, black girls rock, huh? Right around black girls rock, right around the time Nikki has, uh, Right around the time Nikki has retired or is convincing people that she's going to retire. I got time for that shit. Then no, fuck that. Um, I'll just get to right right to what he said. He said this on a let's see, was it a a podcast? Yeah, yeah. I don't fuck with female rappers. The same reason I don't fuck with white rappers or whack rappers. I can't resonate with what a woman is talking about. Now listen, can I appreciate a sister that can rhyme good? Yes, Raw Digger can rhyme. She's dope. Bahamadia, dope. But do I want to listen to a female rhyming about female shit? It doesn't resonate with me. So you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's just let's stop right there. <clears throat> um, we did not properly introduce Lord Jamar. <laughs> Lord Jamar is the third most popular member of a three-man group. Is the third most popular member of a group that is maybe like the fiftieth most fiftieth most most popular of the nineties. If that, um, his claim to fame is a song about beating up homosexuals. Um, carry oh, this, on. This, I will say this is your generation. You're better. You're you're, you're better with this one than mine. I'm shit. I, I, I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, I just know his fittings don't fit. Wasn't he? Wasn't wasn't Brand Nubian? Don't let don't let it go to your head. Don't let it go to your head, girl. Yep. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, they want some hotel shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many '90s groups were mad hotel and shit. We just we were just into that shit. Tribe was a little ho- well. Yeah, no, 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 no tribe don't wasn't. Do that. No, not tribe. Not tribe. Not no, tribe. I take that back. I take that back. Um, but uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't talk about busting a nut on the couch uh, and be hotepish. You can't can't do that. You got some people that'll say the miseducation of Lauren Hill was damn near an R and B album. I loved Lauren Hill. She was one of the only female albums I actually really did listen to on some "This Is the Soundtrack for a Minute" type shit. Uh, said MC Light was almost like a tomboy at the time, so that didn't count. Um, we we can go ahead, so no, we can go ahead and stop quoting him. But he didn't quote the part where nobody listened to his shit. <laughs> like that's the part that's missing from the quote. No one can name a hot Lord Jamar line. Go for it. No one. No one. No. Don't. Worry. And as a matter of fact, and if you think you can name a hot Lord Jamar line, send it to Opinions While Black at Gmail. Please, and I'll spit that shit bar for bar. I'll spit it bar for bar, and we will judge it, and uh, we will we will deconstruct it right here on the show. Um. So that is your challenge, the Lord Jamar challenge. No, Hopefully, not too many of y'all participate. Ain't nobody participated <laughs> in that shit. Um, this is badly timed. This is tone deaf. Uh, this is out of touch. 
Everything that Lord Jamar basically is. Everything. Everything. Every single thing. Except homeless. Well, we don't know. I think he sleeps in Vlad's office. That's how he's yeah. so that's that's how he's so able to uh have hot takes every week about some dumb shit. Like if you just if you stay locked in a room for a week at a time, like you you have nothing but hot takes to do. All hot takes. Um Lord Jamar, go away. Shut the fuck up. Go away. Find a reunion tour to go on. Isn't that the new hotness now? Everybody going on reunion tours? Find a reunion tour to go on. Don't nobody want to reunite with them, though. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> um, th- 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 chill the fuck out, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is exactly the thing that, generationally speaking, we're trying to get away from. We're trying to get away from the get off, li- get off my lawn shit. And a lot of people have gotten on the good foot about this. And it seems to be only you and maybe KRS-One with his uh, rape rape apologizing ass um, that can't get with the fucking good foot. And, you know, you, we haven't heard from KRS-One. We got him the fuck out of the paint. Your ass is next. If 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 Royster 5'9 doesn't just fuck you up on sight on the street. Um, all I'm saying is, Lord Jamar, kindly... At your earliest convenience, shut the whole fuck up. Uh, number two. Let me find. Let me find number two for you. Okay. Uh, two gentlemen by the name of DeRay McKesson and Sean King. Uh, if you don't know who DeRay McKesson and Sean King are, it really doesn't matter, y'all. Uh. DeRay McKesson is the dude who claims to be an activist, but you never see him organizing shit in a blue vest. Uh, Sean King is uh, the dude who looks like the activist version of Logic. Um, in case y'all are wondering why it's just me talking right now, uh, Randall had to... Uh, run outside real quick uh, I think this nigga's double parked um, here's the problem with DeRay and Sean McKe- uh, DeRay McKesson and Sean King um, recently uh, DeRay and well it's always been known that um, as two of the I guess not authors but they were there they were there at the beginning of Black Lives Matter uh, which is more notably created uh, on a larger scale by queer and uh, by women and queer women and so forth. Um, they were there at the beginning. They got into it and them and a couple other activists kind of br- fell out of love and uh, you never really heard from that little uh, brat pack again. So here's the problem. Um, Sean King has been under fire a lot lately. And rightfully so. Um, And here goes Randall. uh, Back in the building. So, Sean King and DeRay McKesson. Somebody get your boy a new vest. Please. (laughs) Please get him a new vest. Please. Sean King and DeRay McKesson. Here's the problem. Like Like I was saying before Randall came in, Sean King has been under fire a lot. Um for over talking black women for not taking 
for uh, blowing up a lot of stories that black uh, people, that black, uh, that other black people, that other activists that are lesser known really broke these stories and he wasn't giving them their proper due. Um, over talking and sometimes suing and sometimes blocking black women. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot about Sean King is problematic. I'm not even 100% sure he's black. Who? Sean King? I didn't it, didn't it turn out maybe he's that he's like maybe not black. <laughs> yeah, right, sure, why not? Yeah. Um so him and DeRay got into it. And Sean King was very open about why him and DeRay about him and DeRay disagreeing on things. It turns out the real story, DeRay put out an article on Medium that gave us the real story apparently, which is that uh Sean King was shady with the money. No. Sean King was shady as fuck with the money. And so Sean basically he has records to prove that he's not shady with the money, but all the people that put those documents together are people that fuck with him. Yeah. And so he's been and so that's when DeRay uh got away from his part of Black Lives Matter um when it turned out that he was that Sean King was shady with that money and he's been shady with the money on a lot of different uh ventures activist ventures um so basically he's the universal fan con of <laughs> of activist gofundmes oh, oh. this nigga scamming hard oh man here's my problem with both of these motherfuckers and this is why they both have to hold a joint L this week both of y'all ain't shit. Neither Ain't one. neither one of y'all worth a damn. How you gonna talk about somebody else being funny with the money? DeRay, you taking checks from Wells Fargo, nigga. Mm. Nigga, you taking a steady check from Wells Fargo. Don't you have a McDonald's deal, nigga? How good is they for the community, motherfucker? Can he get a vest deal, though? He needs a vest deal badly. One other color. Just one other color. One. One. One other color, at least. Get put a little black in it. Just a little. Put some trim on it. Just something. Just something to sh- just a, to shake things up a and make polo, us a little polo horse. Just, something, man. Just something to make us think that that is that you're not Linus and that is not your blanket. A Nike check. Something. A, anything. Just let. Just to make us think that you washed that one. A swoosh. Um, both of these motherfuckers are shady, and both of these motherfuckers are. Clout chasing, ambulance chasing, sorry motherfuckers that um, basically profit from pain. I'm not going to doubt that Sean King has done some good work out there at some point. I'm not going to doubt that DeRay McKesson has probably done some good work out there at some point. But at some point, it stopped being about that. All the, the only time I ever hear about you is when you're in a picture with someone famous. That's it. That's it. Basically. That's it. I don't. I can't name the last thing you did out here for the for the community, for the culture, and the work will always be more important than you. The work is more important than you are. Your raggedy ass vest and your raggedy ass vest. I bet that shit stinks so bad. And Sean King and his logic looking ass. <laughs> Somebody had to tell me that that wasn't logic. <laughs> Honestly. White people are just all starting to look look alike to me. So at some point, somebody had to tell me that the dude that I thought was was logic was actually Post Malone. Wow, 
<laughs> so I don't know. I, just, all these motherfuckers look like logic to me. Sean King looks like a King of the Hill character. <laughs> saying oh man he looked like bobby hill all grown up <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't right they got here looking like a rug rat <laughs> <laughs> oh that ain't right that ain't right like a poor drawing like so yeah y'all gotta hold a joint l because this is like alien versus predator no matter who wins everybody loses because we still got to put up with whoever's left standing so both of y'all shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up and focus on the real work. Uh, and the number one, the number one person or collective peoples that have to shut the fuck up are Patriots fans. Man, Ben had to shut the fuck up. Oh, they have been old to shut the fuck up for a long time. Some of my close friends are Patriots fans. Oh, the Patriots fans got the fucking chill, and they are at an all-time high of insufferable. Now they got Antonio Brown. And it turns out Antonio, you know, Antonio Brown is actually a really fucking great athlete. Yeah. And now that they have this motherfucker in a in in addition to the um, aging Tom Brady, mm-hmm. I give him two more seasons. I said that two seasons ago. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, you're right. Um, it they're gonna be maximum insufferable. They're already maximum insufferable. How do you how do you get so happy about beating the Giants? Well, that's like beating a high school scrimmage. Have you, have you met Giants fans though? No, I haven't actually. They 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 they're they, pretty terrible. They make you want to beat them. Okay, that's they're not worse than Patriots fans though. Okay. Um, you know who, you know whose fandom I love? I love the Saints fans. I do for the most part because the Saints fans. Are rooting for the Saints no matter who's playing. But also even when the Saints aren't playing, they I don't yeah, give a fuck like I don't give did, a fuck the Saints didn't lose. Nigga, the Saints ain't playing. They need to calm the fuck down sometimes though. Like Saints fans don't have anything else going on in their lives but the Saints sometimes. <laughs> and I just need y'all just just to just to turn it back a little bit. We got a couple down. people on Team Oz about to kick my ass for this. Hey one. man, who that? <laughs> I bet y'all can't whip our ass. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I love y'all, but sometimes y'all be on one. Y'all gotta chill, man. Especially like when y'all, when y'all, when y'all talk shit to Texans fans. Like they ain't do nothing to y'all, man. Did nothing. They, they just chilling. They y'all talking about, shit about how they won that game. All the Texans fans is just on chill. Like, all right, that's eh, cool. We'll be back. That's cool. Good. Y'all got that one. Who that? Who that? Damn, dog. It's. It's, it's like cool. it's June. It's, yeah, it's game two. <laughs> they they're not even at, at like summer camp yet. They're not even at training camp yet. Y'all still talking about who that? Who that? Hey, chill, man. You can take the flag off your car. Like, oh, man. you know, the the season is over. Take the nobody flag. has more memorabilia than Saints fans. Man, Patriots fans don't ever have memorabilia. Have you noticed that? They don't want that ass whooped. <laughs> but they show up. They sh- like they mysteriously show up like in the. In the conference finals, like right, but they, told y'all. right, they I show up, they show up right before the playoffs. Yeah, talking shit because they weren't sure. Yeah, they were hoping that Tom, that Tom Brady was gonna stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here. Patriots fans gotta chill. Patriots fans are right under Cowboys fans under on the gotta chill man. list. The, because at least the Patriots fans win. At least Patriots win games. 
<laughs> the Cowboys going to be happy to get a solid 8-8 eight eight this season. Remember back in 1996? Oh, by the way, just because we don't watch football doesn't mean the rules have changed on this show. Yeah. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck them. Fuck the Cowboys. All the Cowboys. The Cowboys fans. The city the of co- Dallas. The city of... D- suck my dick, North nigga. Texas and Oklahoma. Cowboys fans can eat a whole dick. The whole dick. Gag, nigga. Down to the base. The whole... Just gag, nigga. Balls included. Want to hear that? Ah! <laughs> Want to hear it? <laughs> No. No. I think Red Lobo spit his coke. No, it, it shot through my nose, so it's much worse. <laughs> Not only do I taste tequila, but I smell it. <laughs> oh, come on, you Oh, man. But chief among all, Patriots fans, your time is coming. Don't worry about it. Y'all got Gronk, but Brady ain't gonna stay healthy forever. One one day he gonna he gonna be late with his Illuminati check, and one of these teams gonna have to come see. He gonna have to come see y'all. He gonna have to come see Pittsburgh. They happy about they they ain't happy about not having Antonio Brown. They gotta come see y'all. Yeah. I'm telling you, their time is almost up, bro. I hope so. I I, I, I really I, I think so, man. Nobody stays so. on top forever. So Patriots fans, feel it coming in yes. the air tonight. Yes. Feel what's coming to you. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up talking shit in Houston. Yes. I hate that. How do you come to another motherfucker city talking shit? You know what happens when I go when it's baseball season and I go and I go out there to New York? I let the Yankees fans have their shit. Well, they're also crazy. Oh well, yeah, that's true. They're too. also they'll crazy. fuck yeah. you up. That's true. That's true. You know, you're right. I get no. You you good on that? You one. You know, that's just true. throw on your Astros cap, throw on your Astros shirt or whatever, and just chill and just be like, yeah, it's a good game. I feel I, you know I fuck with it. I see what's going down. Yeah, they're still trying to get that twenty-seven. It ain't gonna happen. I don't care personally. Astros, now that is a sport Astros. I do not watch. I I I watch it enough uh, when it gets close to the World Series. Yeah. Even. Astros, Astros. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh well, D. Randall, did we do a podcast? We we certainly did. We did a very drunken podcast. We certainly we, did. It was a mad drunken podcast. Certainly. Uh, T. Boss, thank you for sticking with us through this episode. Uh, it's it's the end of the week. It's just been a little. I think we both had really weird, turbulent weeks. Um, we needed this. Needed this uh, liquid therapy. <laughs> Remember that. Remember that. If that doesn't end up being the name of this podcast, y'all get to clown me. Yes. Um, one basic announcement. Well, it's not. I'm announcing it here on the podcast, but it's not really going to be a opinions while black event. Man, come to my birthday party, man. Come to my birthday fade. Um, September twenty first. Meet me at the flat. And let's just get drunk. It's 21st? not the Pins Wild Black event. The twenty first. That's uh, Saturday oh, okay. next week. Ooh, That's Saturday. Ooh, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and they pour strong over there. I know I said that last strong. time. Man, the, the 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 mojitos are strong. And then you can ask for a floater, bro. Uh, so yeah, come to the flat. Uh, September twenty first. 
um, I think it's 1601 Commonwealth. Um, and just, it's not an official thing. Just find me. Come get drunk with me. I'll probably be, I'll probably be somewhere in the back on that fucking couch. Um, come get drunk. We're going to have a good time. It's been a good time every year we do this shit. Um, thank you, Team Oz, for the love and support. Um, the following has been amazing. Uh, we love we love that we're we're growing a real fan base that really interacts with us and that that communicates and you know tells us what they love. So we appreciate that. Let's keep the momentum going. Um, this has been episode fifty eight of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I used to be D Randall, <laughs> <laughs> and as always, imparting titties. 50% more titties. 50% more titties. Check somebody out, by the way. Check somebody out. Oh, yeah. Examine. Breast cancer th- Breast cancer is a thing. Check somebody out. You never know whose life you could be saving. <laughs>